And he heard all about what his sons had done to all of Israel. In other words, it's interesting. It doesn't just talk about what his sons did, which is what they did wrong, but rather what they did to Kol Yisrael. In other words, the time of them was the time that they had done something to affect the Jewish people. And what did they done to affect the Jewish people? We saw that they, their, their actions had caused the Jewish people to stop coming to the Mishkan. And uh, because of the way that, so to speak, had their own interests in taking the meat which is due to them, or going to other pshat, stealing meat which wasn't due to them, but it gave people a bad taste of coming to the Mishkan. That was the first thing I did wrong. The Now, the way the positive makes it sound, is it makes it sound like they were guilty of a race. That they had uh, seduced the ladies who were outside the Elmoid. And uh, like the Gemara says in Shabbos, it can't be that that's the Pshat. How do you know that can't be that's the Pshat? Because we're going to see when they're going to get punished. So what the Navi is going to tell them what they did wrong, was about the fact that the Mavaz of the Kochim. And if they had done something which was so much more serious, so there's no reason, there's no way that the Navi would leave out a much, much more serious crime which they were guilty of and focus on the minor crime. And therefore, if, if when the Navi uh, rebukes them and warns them of the punishment, he doesn't mention their eyes, then it's understood that there wasn't a rise. And if there wasn't a rise, then what was the, the Pasuk referring to when it talks about the fact that Sheyishkavan is Hanashim? So, the answer is, we can explain it in three different ways. What the Gemara says first, is that the, this was another example of the same mistake that the Kohenim were making. We said previously that the Kohenim's mistake was that they were interested in what they could get from the Korbanis. And therefore, they would, uh, even before they brought the Chaylev, they would take the part of the Korban which was due to them. But once that's the person's motivation in Korbanis, so then they're going to look at each carbon as is this a carbon which gives more to the coin or less to the coin? And like we said, there's some carbonus where the coin gets kemat entire animals such as the carbon khatas, carbon asham. There's some carbonus where the coin just gets like individual pieces like the shamim or the taida. There's some carbonus like the oil where you only get the skin which is valuable too. And then the carbonus where the coin gets either nothing or next to nothing which are the bird offerings. And if that's the case, once the coin were interested in lining their own pockets and getting what they could from the Korbanus, so those people who brought bird offerings were left to last because the coin had released the game from that. So they pushed to the end of the line. And the best example, the most commonly brought carbon, which is just birds, was the carbon of the Eredis. The carbon of the lady who gave birth, she had to bring two birds. And therefore, the Nashim, the ladies who were, had come to bring their Korbanus after giving birth, were left waiting until the end. So why does it say, Yishkevon is a Nashim? Literally, literally the word means when they made them sleep which means that they had to wait overnight outside the Elmoid because they never got around to the Korbanus and if, it's, if you want to take the little meaning of the Pasuk means they made the woman sleep outside the Elmoid and why? because they, sorry, you have to wait near the end of the line and uh, that's the case that was a, it was a continuation of the same crime and that is that they were interested in what they could get out of the Korbanus rather than bringing the Korbanus uh, the Gemara makes it a step worse than that, and the Gemara says it wasn't just the fact that it wasn't just the fact that they left the ladies' korbanos to last, 
as a result of that, the Nesh couldn't go home. So instead of being able to be with their families, they were stuck waiting outside the Olamite. And therefore, the, that the Gemara says that uh, the, the fact that, as there is, that uh, they caused the Tsar to let his legislature wait to the end, but also that they, were, they couldn't go home with that, they had to wait until the next day when they could bring the Karbonus. So that's matter of a cost of the coin that either that they done something wrong. Exactly the same thing that the Gemara says about Ruben. When it says what Ruben's crime was, it just says it's, the Meshmos, the Pasuk was, he was, he was designing with Bela, and that can't be because he doesn't get punished for that. And therefore the Gemara is the same thing. The idea is that because he took Yaakov's bed out of her tent, so I mean, that's considered like Vayishka's Bela Pidah which means literally uh, to explain where the Gemara is coming from. We assume that the word means to lay with her. But really, with the word in the context means Vayishka, if you made her lie down. Which means not with him. But by this time, so the say all the same thing. Uh, that's what we normally think it means. But the word Vayishka doesn't mean to sleep. And therefore, the understanding here would be he made the woman sleep outside the Ilmoid. And as instead of going home to be with her families, that's to remain by the Ilmoid. Is that at the time of Tara, or is it Noshak? The halacha is that a lady starved her husband, <coughs> as far as the Torah is concerned, seven days after she gives birth to a boy, and, and 14 days after she gives girls, birth to a girl. She can only bring her carbon 40 days. If she goes, if she can. She's tired. She's able to go to the mikvah and she's tired. She only starts to bring carbon 40 days after a boy and 80 days after a girl. So I'd love to have to bat. The problem is that for that amount of time, she's called the full yom. And therefore, even if she's technically mutter to her husband, um, if a person would be careful about Tyrus, so you wouldn't want her in the house because whenever she, she touches food, whatever it is, it's going to metamate. And therefore, she would only be free from all the restrictions of the lingering tumor after birth of being a full yom arach of the Gemara calls at the end of the 40 or the 80 days. Two questions. Oh, so that was... That's also. That's interesting. The measure of his value, he says that the, the reason the Torah considers him guilty of a rise, even though it wasn't the, the crime of the Kainim, but it was a Tetzah. Because once, the, like the Gemara told us, what happened is that the, all the had to wait outside the oil moid overnight until the next day because they couldn't bring the Karbonus. So it could have happened over the course of the time and that this was going on that there was an incident of Arais, not, not caused by the Karbonus directly, but caused because of what the Karbonus did. And we always have a principle in Torah that if a person sets up a situation which as a result of that a chait happens, they're responsible for that. The famous Gemara always brings the story of Rabbi Raza ben Azaria, who's considered responsible for the fact that the cows went on Shabbos with the, something between their horns, or Surbet, Shemek, Karnel, and the Gemara says in Shabbos it wasn't his cow, but it was a cow of his neighbor, he didn't stop things, he didn't set Gedarim in place to stop happening, he's blamed for it. And then same thing over here, if because of the fact that the ladies couldn't go home, they had to wait by the over the course of Mishkan Shira, there was a lady once who was over in Avera, the Kohen were blamed for that. It's because of what you did that this could have happened, and therefore it's their fault. But not that they actively were involved in the race. Okay, so that's the, what AD hears. Now, why the Pasuk prefaces by saying AD was Zokin Ma'oid is because really as the Kohen Gadol, if his sons who are running the Kohenim are responsible for what the Kohenim are doing. The Kohen Gadol, who is really the top of the pyramid, he should be the most responsible. Except there was a stage where Eddie couldn't do anything. He wasn't, he was already Zakin Ma'od, he wasn't able to be actively involved in the daily running the Vesa Mikdash, but he hears what's happening. And therefore he calls on his sons to give them Musa. And he says in Pasuk Hav, Gimu Vayyemelahim, Lama Ta'asuk Advarim Ma'edeh. 
Why are you doing these things, which I hear, I'm hearing it back from everybody, everyone's telling me, I'm getting all these reports about things you're doing wrong. So why are you doing this? And then he says, so you see first, uh, he prefaces by asking them, like, why are you doing this? Now, see if they have anything to say. But then when obviously they don't have a good answer for him, so then he gives them a Muslim. He didn't ask them if they did it. They don't answer the question why they do it, so then he gives them a He said, Well, I'm telling you it's wrong. I'll buy it. It's not right, my children. The rumor that I'm hearing, which the people, the Amashem, the Jewish people, are spreading about you is not good. And therefore, he says, without saying if they did it or didn't do it, but he says you should know the fact that there's such a rumor about you, that itself is a problem. If a man sins to a man, and the, the, here the king, according to Rashi at least, and some of the Farshim, he's not talking about Hashem, he's talking about the judges, and he's judged by the judges. So if a person sins against another person, he can go to court. He can be judged. He's right, he's wrong, and the judge will decide what he has to pay. But if a, if a person sins to Hashem, me is Me is now this seems to mean who's going to daven for him. So what's the, how does the pastor agree then? It's somewhat two different things. It's a different version with different ways of how to put the two parts of this pastor together. Let's um, finish the pastor first. But they didn't listen to what their father said, didn't accept the Musa. Uh, Hashem wanted to kill them, and the reason for that is, like you know, a khidl Hashem. And the punishment of khidl Hashem is that the Muslim. The punishment of khidl Hashem, when a person, as a result of their actions, have caused other people to stop doing mitzvahs, have caused a had a bad effect on other people. So then, uh, it's very like the Rambam says, it's one of those things which is very possible to do chuba for, because it's very hard to change the effect that a person's had on other people. And that's why, even though Eddie tried to give the Musa, they didn't accept, uh, they didn't change as a result of it. <coughs> now, so let's go back to the pasuk and uh, see the different ways of explaining the pasuk, because the pasuk would seem to say is that a chait bin Adam al-Makam is worse than a chait bin al Because a chait bin al a person can go to the judge and they'll be upset when he's five to pay. Whereas a chait bin Adam al-Makam, he's going to die in prison. And that's, again, it's, it's strange to read the passage like that because we know it's not like that. And that is, we know that a chait bin Adam al-Makam, a person can die for himself. You can do children, Hashem forgives him. Whereas a chait bin Adam al in that way, it's harder to get kapara for because it's totally on the friend forgiving. And especially here, we're not talking about one individual, we're talking about Klai Yisrael. So the chayt bin Adam al-Khaveriya would be a much more difficult thing to get shava for. Like again, the Rambam says in the Chavah, and that is that a, a chayt, which has been banned by the Rabbim, a person who started from the Rabbim or taken things from the Rabbim, so it's very hard to get shava because where's he going to start? So what does Eli mean? So if you look in the Targum, um, how he explains the Pasuk, so he adds one more word. He explains the first word exactly the same. If a person sins to a person, it will come to the judges, and the judge will hear them, and decide between them. But the second part of the Pasuk, he adds a word. As a carbon, the Targum, if a person sins to Hashem, and me is paralai, so who's going to die from this? So Targum translates it as, man yivri v'yishtavekeh. 
In other words, the way the title is going to is that there's a, there's a third party who can decide what to do. There's a judge. So it's not that the aggrieved party is the one who decides who sets the terms of what needs to be done to rectify it. It can go to a third party, to a die, and he'll decide. When it's between a person and Hashem, so then who's the third party who's going to decide that this is the this is the way to do children? And what Eddie means to be saying then, this is an interesting point, and that is that there does, in the case of Milan Chaver, let's say a person harms somebody else, and the other person says, I'm not forgiving you, I have tainers on you, and but the master is a din. And if that's the case, I can go to the dine, and the dine can tell me what I'm chayv. And if I'm paid what I'm chayv, then the fact that he says, I don't want to forgive you, okay, I'm meant to be asking him forgiveness. But if I've paid what I'm meant to pay, I have no more chayv intent. Right? There's, a, there's a third party who can say, this is what you chayv. The fact that he thinks so, I much more, the fact that he doesn't, he's not happy with that, it's too bad. There's a din, I'll give the din, that's the end of the story. Masha'enkeng, when it's between an Adam and the Makhoi, and Hashem doesn't want to forgive a person, so then where's he going to go? Who's going to be the one to decide, don't worry, you've done enough? And why Eli was saying it, because Eli also read us, the chayt was chidol Hashem. The chayt was chidol Hashem, and if that's the case, he also knew Hashem doesn't want to forgive. And if that's the case, so he says to them, where are you going to go? Who's going to, if, if Hashem doesn't want to forgive you, so then who's going to be the one to decide what you're doing is good enough to get the power? In other words, that, that in that way, normally we say that a chayt bin al-namakam is more makeable because Hashem is willing to forgive. When Hashem is not willing to forgive, then a chayt bin al-namakam becomes much more machmir because there's no one else who's going to suggest a compromise or no one else is going to, to set down like what a person can do to get forgiveness if it's a shayla chayt bin al So that's, that's what Eddie told him. This is the one time where that's true? Achil Hashem. Achil Hashem or Because else is Kidai Yinaka Hashem. Hashem doesn't want to forgive the person who is, is no, takes Shem Shemayim for nothing. And then again, if Hashem doesn't want to forgive, so who's going to, who's going to suggest the compromise? Who's going to uh, tell a person you can do something else and it's good enough? It's a problem. This is different to what we learned from the Rav Ramadan. Yeah, it's a good question. The Rabbani Yanir asked in Shai Chava that. Even the Chil Hashem is a Chait Atzimusun, but he says there are Aitzes for a person who wants to do Shiva that he can be Makashim Shemayim Barabim, or according to another side of Anyana, maybe if he does the Chesed, the Emma Sikhuparavan with Torah and Chesed, he can be happy for that. And he actually learns it from Bene Ani that we want to see. But uh, so it's, it seems like even with Chil Hashem, there are potential options that a person can do to do Shiva. But the tshuva isn't just tshuva; it has to be something else. It has, it has to, to make up for it. It has to do something to, right, to, to make up what he did wrong. And again, it's not irrational. We have a very simple spar over here, and that is, if a person is calls a chilul Hashem, so if a person is back a step, if a person is done a different kind of avera, so then it's between him and Hashem. And if he Hashem sees that he regretted and he's sorry about what he did, so Hashem can forgive him. And what it means is people see this person as being against Hashem. So even if in the confines of his heart, in private, he apologizes and he feels bad about it, but no one else sees that. No one else sees that. And therefore, the way it looks is that he's still the person who set himself up against Hashem. And therefore, the only kapara can be 
when he dies, because then people will see it doesn't pay to fight with Hashem. But as long as he has, but without that, so then people don't know what his inner feelings are, and if you're inside his regret or what he's done, and therefore as long as he's alive, he's still a chilol Hashem. How could a person, uh, like so to speak, take on Hashem and be successful? How could a person do something so bad and not be punished for it? 